Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. Now, at the end of last year, so just a few months ago, millions and millions of nerds all over the world were getting very excited. Chat GPT, which can write pretty much anything you ask it to uh, as if a human did it, it went online for free. People predicted the end of university learning, the death of Google and Microsoft apparently invested billions. So Adrian Weckler, tech editor of this Irish and Sunday Independent, is here to explain and just give me his take on it. Uh, Adrian, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Jen. So what is it? Yeah, it's pretty much as you sums it up there. It's a big artificial intelligence database. They call it a large language model. And what it's doing is when you put in a query, you go to chat.openai.com, put in a question or a query or ask it to do something, and it will come back with a pretty fulsome explanation or something very, very creative. And it's using billions and billions and billions of documents that it's found on the internet to come up with something that sounds like a human would okay. come up with it. So you you have it on your laptop there yeah. and you typed in a couple of different things mm-hmm. to see what it uh, would come up with. So what have you typed in? Well, the first one was write a rap about Jennifer Zamparelli. Now, mm-hmm. it's not great, and mm-hmm. I'll, it came up with about 16 verses. But Go on, give us the a bash. bridge, it says, and ident- the bridge, she's not just a face on the box, she's a voice for the people, and that's no hoax. She's got a heart of gold and a soul so real, and with her, the Irish spirit will always heal. Now, so, I like it. Yeah, a little bit Alan Partridge there, but um, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's passable. Yeah. I then asked it to write a short play about a murder in the Irish radio station, 2FM. And it came back with me in about five seconds with title and stage directions and characters. The title, it said, was called Dead Air. Oh my God. Dead Air. Pretty good. Uh, and then it says scene, the Irish radio station 2FM. Lights come up, etc. The Stage directions. Mm. It has a couple of characters. One's called Joe, another's called Kevin. Apparently Sarah the intern has been murdered. Anyway, it goes through like a normal play does. And it's quite readable. And so you've done a rap, you've done a play, and then yeah. you asked for an oil painting, did you? I asked for an oil painting just while I was out in reception. I put in, an, please give me an impressionist oil painting of the RTE broadcaster, Jennifer Zamparelli. And it came back to me with four oil paintings. And one of them looks like you work for TG Carr. Yeah. Another one looks like you work for Fox News. Mm-hmm. There's a US senatorial candidate impression of you there. And the last one, you look a little bit like a queen from Jordan or Saudi Arabia or something like that. I think so. it's more kind of Kate Middleton than me, really. It doesn't really... <laughs> but can you? what was the speed of that? So you said about five seconds for the play, which is frightening. That was about 20 about... seconds. Okay. So that's the that's called DALI. That's OpenAI's art. Uh, so it's art. vast to what it can do. The speed is quite frightening. Yep. Um, okay. As a, a tech nerd, I know you like that, so you're mm-hmm. not offended by that. What are the benefits of this? So the benefits are that if you want to uh, if you want to automate something really quickly, there's an Irish startup called Intercom. It does customer service software. If you see those pop-ups on like uh, t- uh, telecoms or broadband, it, it provides those windows. And it's using this technology to, for example, automate large conversations so that when you finished with one customer agent or you have to go away and they fix something, they don't have you don't have to go back to zero. For, uh, you know, when you log on again, they'll be able to pick up immediately when 
you know, when you log back on. Um, I mean, there's loads of other uh, uh, things for people are using it to create code, computer code. So it's a very manual process. So if you want to write a new program, instead of going through the usual 100 lines, you might only write 10 lines and ask ChatGPT to come up with a standard boilerplate at 90 lines, like a, like a basic boilerplate script. Stuff like that, it's very, very useful for. People are making all kinds of other predictions um, uh, about it. People are saying that it might be useful in art, it might be useful in creativity. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, 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 you'll tell your, you, you'll I'll let you grade the, the paintings that you've just seen. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, some schools and colleges are um, are terrified of. Yeah. Uh, see, it, it might be a cheating tool. Yeah. So you can ask ChatGPT to, for example, to write, say, a six hundred word essay about a famous Dubliner in the nineteen thirties, and it will come back to you with a very competent. Uh, essay about, say, Eamon de Valera, for mm. example. It'll use biographical details. So the fear is that, you know, junior cert students, first year students, primary school students, they're given an assignment to do and they'll just go off to chat GPT and put in, uh, you know, uh, whatever the query is and they'll come back with 600 words or 800 words. You can even specify to to write it in the tone and style of a 13-year-old or a 16-year-old. That's frightening. That's an American 13-year-old. Wow, yeah. So it's probably a nine-year-old. What are other things people are scared uh, of with this? So things like misinformation. Because it's using the the information that's already out there, uh, there's... There have been problems with that. It can also be tricked into providing illegal information. So, for example, it's not allowed to tell you how to make a bomb, even though it knows. But if you tell it to write a play where the main character um, is making a bomb, Mm. yeah, it's too clever for its own good. You know, in in some ways, so people are getting worried about people like Elon Musk are are saying that within a few years. Systems like this are going to cause real problems in society. They're going to do everything but, you know, take over the nuclear missiles. But nobody is willing to shut it down. No, because at the moment, um, Microsoft is putting about $10 billion into it. Because Great. The, yeah, because <laughs> what they see, they, they see this as the next wave of accessible artificial intelligence to ordinary people that will make our lives quicker and faster. It's the, in education... The argument is it's the equivalent to being allowed to bring a laptop into a lecture or to bring your logbook tables into your leave insert exam so you don't have to memorize the stuff. But do you predict people will lose jobs over this? Like every year we talk about artificial intelligence and every year I predict that some jobs will be lost out of it. And probably we have lower unemployment now than we've had. So I've been dead wrong all the other times okay. I've said that the robots are going to take our jobs. But... Um, if your job is to write basic computer code or to maybe to come up with boilerplate, um, you know, copywriting, uh, yeah, you might be in trouble. Okay. Um, what about the, like, how or do you see it becoming part of daily life in, in Irish homes in, in a couple of years' time? Well, people are, are starting off by having a bit of crack with it at the moment. I mean, I showed you a few uh, paintings. You can get mm-hmm. it to, to write funny stories, uh, things like that. If you think that the average number of connected devices in an average Irish home has roughly doubled in the last, say, seven or eight years. So that's not just laptops and phones. That's things like smart speakers, dongles. Eventually, this is going to make its way into some of those. So you could see for a, a scenario, for example, where 
when you get up in the morning, you want, say, the Hoover to be going and you want, say, a wash to be on and all that sort of stuff. This will make it an awful lot easier to to program that in basic English where you don't have to, you know, punch in a 16 digit code. OK, um, we <laughs> we were chatting about this in the office uh, the other day when we knew you were coming in and we were wondering if it might actually increase the value of real art by real people. You'd have to say, yeah. Now, don't forget, when you talk about real art by real people, we are talking about a world where the digital artist Beeple, you know, sold an NFT, non-fungible token, the crypto mm. JPEG, for $60 million two years ago in an auction in Christie's, which is basically a JPEG, which anyone you or I can copy and paste. Um, so the question of what original art is, is, you know, somewhat fluid. But... Like, what is somebody buying when they buy art? I mean, are they buying the fact that it can be done in five, ten seconds like I just did? Or are they buying expression? Nick Cave had an interesting take on this because um, somebody asked ChatGPT to come up with typical Nick Cave lyrics. And it did. And it was very dark and it was fire and blood and roses and all that sort of stuff. And he analyzed it himself. And he was uh, he was asked to analyze it. And he said, look... Um, it's not the fact that it resembles something I wrote. It's that, you you know, you, you have to believe that I wrote it. So, OK, there we go. Nick yeah. Cave. We love Nick Cave. Adrian, thank you so much. Uh, you are, in fact, a real person and also the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. But I'd love to know what you think. Would you like a chatbot um, in your house, running the toys in your house? And I don't just mean the children's toys. How would you feel about that? 51552. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9. On 2FM.